Welcome along to We March On with Steve and Tom, the unofficial Southampton FC podcast in partnership with Believe Podcast Network. This is episode five. I'll be honest with you, I am so excited we've managed to make it to five episodes. Welcome to the show. Steve um, is sat to my left uh, for the podcast people. What I was doing there is because people will be listening, but they won't mm. necessarily be watching, but they can watch it, can't they, Steve? They can indeed. Yeah, nailed that intro, by the way, Tom. Oh, thanks, mate. People can watch this, uh, I think, on YouTube if we eventually get it well, up. Well, don't say I think. We'll, we'll put clips as well, I'm sure, on TikTok uh, and on Instagram. All of our social media is at We March On Pod. Also, another big thank you to Saints Brass for providing our fantastic intro music. They're so good. They are so good. Yeah. How you can make trumpets sound so elegant. <laughs> Said no one never. <laughs> I love it. But they're really, really good lads. Uh, actually, I know this podcast uh, is going to be released on Friday. Uh, that is uh, 24 hours before the big game at St. Mary's against Man United. And we need the Saints brass to be on fire for that game. And we are definitely going to be talking about that fixture uh, later on in the show, aren't we? Yeah, we definitely are. Um, Tom, though, it's been a full week. Slightly delayed in this record of when, of when we would normally do it. Sorry. But but you've been away. You've been yeah. on, on your olibobs. Yeah, I'm going to apologise now. Uh, sorry, mate. I decided... Uh, months ago to get a cheap Eurostar ticket to Lil. I think I pronounced Lil. that correctly. Lil. Uh, the ex-legend, Jose Font, uh, or Fonte, however you want to pronounce it, uh, plays for Lil. And uh, we went across there, my fiance and I what who's this guy congratulations uh, this again. guy is scared that's what that's what who this guy is uh, we went on to I went along to Lil and that was before we started this podcast so I can only apologize the podcast should have taken precedent and and it should have been my main focus however don't I, apologize to me Tom apologize to the fans okay I'm so sorry to everybody listening watching uh I put my life and my uh you know social life ahead of work life but this doesn't feel like work life. This just feels like I'm catching up with a mate talking about uh, the team that we love, though. Yeah, a, a casual old chat mm. uh, that you could sit as summer still, I suppose, quite warm. But you could sit in front of a, an open fire, you know, and just have it on in the background and just go, oh, these are my two mates just having a conversation mm. about the team I love. Can, can I share something from where we are right now? Your house, mm. uh, your lovely other half, Chloe. Uh, said to me, smell this candle when I arrived. She said, hopefully it's not a Gwyneth Paltrow one. <laughs> That'll be awkward. Um, no, luckily it wasn't. I smelled the candle. She went, that is autumn. That's coming. <laughs> that's what she said to me. I was what? like, wow. Oh, yeah. That's a season in a jar. Yeah. What you're doing now is, st- what she's done is stopped the summer that was uh, I was enjoying and yeah. said, that's coming next. So get ready. She loves autumn. It's her favourite time of year. Really? Why is that? I don't know. Maybe okay. it's just, she always uses the word autumnal. Okay. It's like, you know when someone knows one big word and then they use it often. Autumnal. <laughs> oh, that's very autumnal. What's the biggest word you learn? Uh, no, uh, autumnal. Okay. You can stand over there and everybody else who's got actual long words. Um, I, I feel like it's a good time for the season uh, in terms of football though, because the autumn comes along and then I feel like Every team is settled, Mm. they're in a good position, and the ground staff like a bit of rain, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do. Speaking of the season, it is warm in here. Mm. And if people haven't, you know, checked it out, if you are watching this via whichever whichever method that you want to, we haven't really got a backdrop this week. We haven't, have we? Forgot. What's happened there? Um, We didn't get it set up in time. (laughs) But you can see the remnants of the tape that we Ah. did hold the shirts up with previously there yes and up there um and i am really sweating here and as you can see i'm wearing the new show uh, off. third kit yeah uh this lovely green number from hum- hummel hummel it's really nice but it is warm and i feel like we need a backdrop so okay. i am gonna i'm gonna pop it up okay mate i don't know what's happening here uh this isn't this is this isn't the record i thought it was gonna be oh my is, uh, what have you done uh, for those that cannot see, uh, it's a t-shirt, white t-shirt, uh, black writing. It says, I, heart, Tom Deacon, uh, from Capital Breakfast. That is, uh, that is uh, you don't get many of those these days because I haven't done Capital Breakfast radio for quite some time, Steve. But I really appreciate the creepiness of you putting that t-shirt on just to wind me well, up. Well, we needed a backdrop. Yeah. And uh, I wear this to, to bed. Okay. Uh, so it was just something that I had on underneath. Chloe hates it. She's um she's not a fan of the uh the nighttime attire, but just how I feel. 
Well, thank you very much. And if I had my T-shirt that says I love Steve with me, which I don't, uh, I, I'd wear that as well. Uh, for those that can see as well, we've uh, we've um, positioned ourselves in between the Francis Benali, the autobiography. Have you finished it? You went on holiday not that long ago and read it. Was that last year? It, yeah, uh, September 2021. Um, I hate that you've brought this up, Tom, because no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you up to in the book? If you, if about, you wanted to be... page 21. Are you? It's blimey. Okay. Uh, you haven't got to the good stuff. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a big reader. Um, and Or you're a slow reader. A slow reader, yeah, as they say. It's what I feel like I now have to justify myself. You don't have to justify um, it, it. This is our podcast. I really enjoyed the first 21 pages. Um, and I felt like I was in a zone when I was on holiday in Greece last year that I had time to sit down and enjoy a book. Working in media and in news, I read a lot of articles, but I don't really get time to read books or mm. uh, autobiographies etc and unfortunately i just haven't picked it back up again so i'm really sorry franny i have not finished your book yet have you finished it uh no i haven't <laughs> <laughs> no, you I can't haven't. have a go at me for not finishing did oh. i have a go at you no, i didn't okay, have okay. a go at you all i said was have you finished it i'm a good way through uh, the book uh and one of the best quotes from alan shearer anyone wants any example of never being beaten should look at the incredible Francis Benali. Mm. He was definitely in a few Saints teams that lost. <laughs> so that quote doesn't stand at Alan. Right. Love Franny, love the book. I will tuck into it. And if he's going to be on this podcast, which he is, we've already invited him. Hopefully. Uh, he will get on board. Which reminds me, the last time we did have this backdrop was when we had the uh, awesome Dean Hammond yeah. on the yeah. show. So you can definitely check that out if you haven't already done so. Yeah, make sure you do. Right, Tom, shall we get into this week's pod? Yeah, uh, and uh, if we pause now, we could read a couple more pages. Right, well, Tom, we have to start things off because we are two for two in the league and cup with victories for Southampton. Uh, 2-1 against Leicester. Did you just move your glasses like you were making a point, like punctuate it? (laughs) Yes, we lost the opening uh, game of the season, the opening day of the season, and then we've, we've, we've not lost in three. The reason I moved my glasses is because I accidentally knelt on them when I was taking that top off. And uh, instead of trying to readjust them kind of awkwardly, I just thought I'd move them like this to make it seem like I was doing it on purpose to make a point. But you highlighted that. Now I have to justify another point uh, and look like a like an idiot. No, you, no, not at all. I will learn from our podcast that not to bring up certain things it, because it might be putting you in a situation jarring, jarring me, and, not, yeah. and put you in a situation that you're not happy with yeah yeah okay steve two two for, two for four two for two four. no two for two okay we, we played leicester in the league yeah we won two one what game that was from behind james madison free kick we were thinking oh here we go again yeah no shay saves the day doesn't he with a little brace comes on Lovely chest down from Bella Kotchap to get his get his first. Yeah, and then um, what a what a lovely whipped ball in, and then a from yours you truly it? JWP, and that was laid off by Carl Walker. They looked more happy about their link up play than they did for the goal. They were mm. buzzing those two. And what a would you describe it as like a scissor kick? I'd call it a thunderous scissor. It was a scissor volley. Scissor volley. Yeah. Leicester had no chance when Che's no. on form he, he does I think that's one of the prettiest goals he's ever scored oh by far I mean I didn't really watch a lot of his goals in the championship but certainly for Southampton in the Premier League mm. it's one of his best yeah. although he did score from the, from the halfway, halfway line, line. He d- against City that was it? a pretty goal Sheffield United goal thunderous strike mm. top corner but most of them are scrappy goals, which we saw against Cambridge. I'm not knocking him no. as a striker. I'll take any goal from this him. This one had poise, doesn't it? Mm. It was. It was. You have to watch the trajectory of that ball in, the speed of it, and then the athleticism to get up and and finish like that. It was. It was mwah, magnifique, a thing of beauty. Did I not say on this podcast a while back on a previous episode, Bella, uh, the source, mm. uh, Bella Kotchup, uh, is the source. He is legit. And I actually found out a Botcham fans have already said they are missing him as a defender. They are struggling really? in the league. Yeah, they got uh, battered 7-1 by uh, uh, Bayern München. Uh, pronouncing it in the German way. Uh, they got battered. They are really struggling without him. I think he's a quality centre-back. And yeah. and at that point now where he could he could take over, cement that play. So him and Salisu could be the 
could be the future. I mean, that partnership at the back is looking excellent already. Just, I think, two games they might yeah. have played t- together now, um, where it's been, it's been them two. Um, and, yeah, two absolute units at the back. It, it looks great. I mean, I do feel slightly sorry for Jan Bednarek. Yeah. The three clearly isn't working, and it seems like the way that Ralph is going to go forward now is with a, a 4 2 2 2 again. Yeah. Or I think he played maybe a 4 3 3 at times. Um, and, and and Armstrong uh, for that uh, Leicester game uh, played him out on the left, out mm. on the wing, uh, which I think he's just, he just looked really comfortable. It was the same against Leeds when he came on in the second half. So he played against uh, Cambridge out on the left uh, and that seemed to, to work an absolute treat and against Leicester. Mm. Don't play him up front. He's not a striker anymore. We've got another midfielder, it looks like. But um, yeah. but just brilliant as a Saints fan. It's just fantastic to see two wins on the bounce. And now we've got Man United. But was there anything else you took from that Leicester defeat? Are you are you feel sorry for Leicester? They just signed Vardy to a longer contract and then they were like, oh, I have another loss. Yeah, well, the Vardy contract situation, he was linked with Manchester United about 48 hours prior to that. And I wonder if it's just a lot of players do this. They just use the, oh, Man United are interested in me, and then they get a new contract. Um, it's, Ramos did it at Real Madrid years ago, I swear. Um, so maybe you'll be gutted. Leicester are one of these teams that I don't think they'll go down, but if they have a torrid season, um, especially a start to the season so bad... Um, they could be in the mix. You, you just don't know. They haven't really recruited. A lot of the players want to go. Fafana has been left out of the, of the weekend's game as well because he's not in the right headspace to play Chelsea, the club who want to buy him. Uh, Yuri Tielemans constantly linked with Arsenal. So from a Leicester fan's perspective, yeah, I'd be quite despondent, If honestly. Um, not that that matters to me because no, we beat them. I couldn't, I couldn't care less for no. them. But, I, I, but it's just such a turn of fortune and the fact that Previously, we have spoken about it like Ralph has he got has he lost the dressing room all of that like Brendan Rodgers like every manager's head is on the block even Liverpool losing to United mm. Jurgen Klopp out people on radio stations up like, another country and and you're a bit like just chill out with Ralph like we as a team knew that it was going to take a little bit of time to bed these new players in T- two wins on the bounce uh, that's not defeated in in three because there was a comeback against Leeds. It's, it's all looking good. No wonder Saints fans are coming out with their Ralph Hampton shirts again. It just shows you how fickle supporters are because I saw a tweet that said, one Premier League and one Champions League in eight years, it's not good enough. Uh, clop out. <laughs> what? A Premier League, the first one the club won in 30 years, one Champions League? God, I mean, Southampton would bite your hand off for a Johnston Paints trophy. So well, it's... How dare you? 2010 it, it, seems like only yesterday. But no, you're, you're spot but on. But you know what I mean? It's like a Champions League and a Premier League and you're moaning that that's all you've done in eight years. It's, it's, it's a joke. No, they haven't won the League Cup, I swear. As yeah, well, maybe. Prob- yeah. Maybe won. they won the FA Cup as well. I can't remember. But anyway, this is what that, that tweet said. And I just thought, you're, you're an absolute fool. Like, yeah. just support the team that you support. The manager, Klopp is elite. He's elite. He's in the top four or five managers in the world. Yeah, I thought you were going to say echelon. <laughs> that would have been a good... That's another big word. That's another big word. He's one of the autumnal managers. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he, I think he's he's excellent. I mean, we're going off a rant about Liverpool now, but people who, who are doubting Klopp are, are, are idiots. And um, But that's what I'm just saying about uh, Ralph. It just It's going to take time for the new staff, uh, the new coaches to, to bed in. And it looks good. And then the fact at Cambridge, I know we're uh, jumping ahead, but to play the two youngsters in, in pain and, and uh, you know, Ballard. Ballard up front, is you're just like, this is great. Just like, everybody just take a massive hmm. relaxation pill. <laughs> what I really enjoyed. And just calm down. About the, uh, about the Cambridge game is uh, I was working, so I couldn't watch it. Um, but I did watch the highlights and I, and I wanted to gain an unbiased opinion. So I watched the Southampton uh, club own highlights, the ones on their YouTube channel. And then I also watched the EFL uh, highlights um, that were on their YouTube channel. Yeah. Just to compare, because, you know, sometimes club feeds can be a little bit biased. They only show that the opportunities that that particular club would, would create or make. Nah, no. it was like... There was one half chance from Cambridge the entire game. On the EFL Carabao Cup YouTube highlights, I saw one chance that went a bit wider. It hit the side netting. That was it. Yeah. So a comfortable win 
to say the least. Too comfortable. Not much of a challenge. However, uh, we can pose that question later on in the show uh, to Max Rushton, who's going to be joining us. Uh, five shots, none on target, 37% possession, that's for Cambridge. Whereas uh, the mighty uh, Saints had 18 shots, nine on target. So mm. 50% <laughs> uh, accuracy, uh, possession 63%, just dominated. Even Diamond Edwards coming on, number 66 in the squad, uh, coming well, on. J- just, just proving... Like I know Will Small- Smallbone's gone. Teller scoring some goals mm. for Burnley. They're getting some experience. What, it, it, it's just it's just a time to be smiling as a Saints fan. Yeah, and just, I think- just rel- you know it's su- such a good period, and it will it will the bubble will burst. I'm sure at some point, and we will all be like, oh come on, what they didn't play this? That's natural for for football fans. We live yeah. in that moment of do you know what we have to believe. That's what it's like. It's like a religion almost. You you believe, and then it's dashed when those players let you down, or something goes wrong, or the referee mm. lets you down. It's you have a terrible week, but it's now we're at the top. We're a peak. We're we're enjoying life at the moment. Yeah, indeed. And I think a good cup run is definitely a way to appease fans. Maybe if the league isn't uh, going as well as you'd hoped, although I still think it was a good comeback draw against Leeds, getting the win against Leicester. Maybe an unfortunate time to play Manchester United, given their recent victory over Liverpool but that's not to say that they're suddenly on the up I definitely feel that that United team can be got at Um, so that'll be a really exciting game I feel on Saturday afternoon at St Mary's Uh, and then Chelsea uh, just a few days later on on the Tuesday will be another another tough fixture so I think we said right at the start of the season that after those first five games if we could have four points we'd be happy Mm. we've got four points yeah so really, if the next two are a loss or any points out of the next two games are a bonus, whereas a good cup run, we've now got, is it Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday, lower league opposition in the next round of the Carabao Cup. I think if they can not necessarily prioritise that, but if they can really take it seriously and get, I mean, Southampton have been to, what, two semifinals in the last few years, mm. um, a final in 2017, and that's going back a little bit, but in the FA Cup and, and in the League Cup. So... Robbed in that, that final. But anyway, that's not, that's not bringing up. It's robbed, not robbed. out of the question for that to happen again. Um, and, and it breeds confidence with all the players. You look how Don Ballard scored that goal. Uh, second Mara was over. Every player was mm. rushing over. Like That squad is brimming full of confidence. Uh, and the fact that I'm a little bit concerned what's happening with Nathan Redmond. Why is he, why is he not on that team? Theo Walcott, we'll wait and see because transfer deadline's next mm. week. But I just love how positive that squad is. And the fact that Che Adams, four goals in his last two games, you're just like, hello, yes, please. That's the form of, of where we want to be. There's positivity everywhere. It's a, it's a great time. Yeah. But, but the, and, and in the league, sorry, mate, it is, yeah, Man United, probably not the ideal time. Nottingham Forest in 10th. Southampton at 11th. It's just Chelsea one place below. It's just nice. Yeah, it's I, I know it's only three games, but this is nice. And Enjoy also, this. The good thing is as well, is it's the league so far, has been what what term would you describe it? The results are random, aren't they? Mm. Like no one would have predicted Liverpool to have drawn two and lost one in their first three. Many people wouldn't have thought United would have got battered four 0 by Brentford and then also got beaten by Brighton on the opening day and and sit and were sitting bottom of the league before that Liverpool victory. It's really only Man City that have, yeah. have been consistent, and so it's a good opportunity I think for ev- not just Southampton but every team who may be thinking we are worried about being down the bottom or maybe in relegation picking up the points now and getting yourself in an alright position going forward into a really busy September um, of fixtures um, and sorry September's not that got, not got that many because of the international break but October as well bef- then before the World Cup if you can go into that World Cup break mid-table mm. 11th 10th 11th 12th you're giving yourself a really good opportunity to stay in the division. Um, but we are only, what, three games in? It's far too early to to really comment, I think, at the moment and, and get worried about league position. Yeah, but as, as fans, we just love to dream. West Ham, bottom of the table, then Leicester City, then Wolves, then Everton, then Liverpool. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough game against Man United. We'll talk about that game uh, in a bit. But in terms of those two wins, I think they were, they were great. Leicester, 1-0 down again come back to win it, that'll give the the team a lot of confidence. And then to dominate against Cambridge mm. could have been a banana skin, could have been a giant killing there because they did that against Newcastle mm-hmm. last year. But just very dominant. And I think a lot of the players, nine changes in the end, uh, those players coming into the team are going to push 
uh, those starting 11, which I don't think Ralph has got the official starting 11 yet or the formation. But as long as results are coming, we've got time. We've got time to, to find that out. Certainly. And if you're going to get a win anywhere, what a lovely city to get a win in. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about favourite city, Steve? Well, I feel it was leading to that because oh. um, if people haven't been to Cambridge, it's a lovely old city, nice bridges, obviously the canals, etc. Mm. Um, and there are many, many beautiful cities around the UK. Southampton somewhat being one of them, okay. Uh, okay. being a medieval city, the old walls that yeah. go around the Bargate. Yeah, I like going through there and smelling the, the piss of hundreds of years ago. <laughs> It's my favourite going through that little bargate. Uh, Cambridge is a beautiful and a lot of Saints fans turn up there to go yeah. and support. So I hope they had a good day out. Yeah, me too. Um, where where have you been in the UK, Tom, that you would say is your, other than Southampton, is your favourite city? Oh, where do you start? Uh, I've been to some fantastic cities. Exeter's a lovely one. I went to university down there. It's a beautiful mm. part of the world. Then I like the historic parts. York, lovely part of the world with the old walls. Um, yeah. You can have a little I was work. in York recently, actually. Okay. Yeah. Went to the dungeons. Quite okay. interesting. Didn't do that. Yeah, it was nice. It's good. It's good. Have <laughs> you remembered the safe word? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, York was great. York Minster, very very nice. Couldn't get in though, which was frustrating because um, by the time I walked to the Minster, uh, they were shut. <laughs> I think they closed it like half four, <laughs> so I couldn't get in oh, <laughs> to see it. But it looked really nice from the outside. Lovely cities, and then moments you've you've had your life dashed. All those you kept mentioning about how you're excited to go to the Minster, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I was, got, I was looking forward to. You even it, put but... your t-shirt on. I love Minster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some great. So Belfast, I was there the other week. Brilliant yeah. city. Some great cities, and and I think a better day out is when you get to go to that away city and just have a good look around. Maybe even stay the night. Just have it large. Yeah, cities with good um, shopping centres as well. Yeah, it's quite. Tell you what's a good city that also has a great history, a lot of nice sites, and a really good shopping centre is Oxford. Okay, so I suppose the rival to Cambridge, really. Yeah, the ones with the boats. Yeah. Does Cambridge like? I know this is going to sound a bit weird, but do they have punting as well? Or is that just Oxford? Because Oxford definitely have punting. And the last Sh- time I was there, I watched a woman fall off the boat uh, and uh, fall in the water, and I did laugh. I did laugh because she was re- looking very confident. We should have asked Max if they had punting in Cambridge. I have been punting in Oxford. Yeah. I took my auntie's punting, which is a weird <laughs> term of phrase. Um, when they came to stay, because I used to live near Oxford, a place called Wantage yeah. uh, in Oxfordshire. Um, and yeah, went into Oxford for the day, showed them around. Um, and then, yeah, took a, a punt out. I don't know if that's what you call the, yeah. the thing. Um, it's really hard. Yeah. Have you punted? I haven't. I. <laughs> it's really, you know it's difficult, mate. Like you think, ah, oh, all I'm doing is just pushing the stick through the water and going. Nah, no. like you actually have to embed it in the in the ground and push off against the stream. What did you think was gonna happen? I just thought it'd be more leisurely, and no, it, it was a workout. Work. It was a workout. Yeah. I was sweating by the end of it. When you see like couples families and having idyllic but uh they're in the boat and they're rowing the boat whoever's rowing it's just it's stressful you're, you're trying to stay straight you you do i put more on the if you put more on the left side you're going to start spinning it's too much hassle too much stress no i'll just watch from the embankment i'll just walk yeah, along that was, it. was keeping it in in a straight line i just ended up going into the the shallows and they're getting stuck in the mud and hitting the the bank of the river it was yeah it was not great and you just look like an idiot like compared, what I was actually quite good at was just turning it around in a circle. <laughs> so just literally spinning it on the spot, I could do that pretty well. Aren't going sick anywhere. in their own handbags? <laughs> and then what? And then what happened is I was so conscious of being charged more because you you pay by the hour. So the the little route that you take down the canal and you turn around, and you come back on this kind of circular route. I was thinking, yeah, that's fine. I've got plenty of time. And it was like I don't know, twenty odd quid or whatever to take the take the the punt out. And because it took so long, not only just to set off, but to probably get the first hundred meters down the down the river, I was thinking, I'm gonna eat into a second hour here and get charged another twenty quid. I'm not gonna be happy about that. This punting is not worth forty pounds. <laughs> no wonder you put, and then you're in that moment of if you get back and it's only two minutes into the second hour, you may as well take it out again. Yeah, because I'm not paying that. I'm not no. paying forty quid for an hour and two minutes. Uh, I um I love that. But Oxford, great city. Yeah. Really nice. Just minus the punting. Minus the punting. 
Right, Tom. Well, it's that time of the episode where we head into our non-existent ad break. um, And we have to plug again. If anyone should like to sponsor the podcast, let us know. We march on pod at gmail.com. Send us your proposals. We will go through them in a matter of seconds and let you know uh, whether we'll accept it or not. We probably will. Yeah, with a fine uh, two comb. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you'll hear a very short break and then we'll come with the second half. But that does mean that it is time for the into ad break question. The Saints trivia question. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Is it a fine tooth comb? It's not. That's not a thing, is it? A no, fine... because then you'd haven't. If you're saying you're going to go through someone's proposal of sponsorship, the fine tooth comb, it's more of a legalities issue. Yeah. Whereas we don't care about that. Like, <laughs> as long as you're not now sports washing from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, come and to be fair, we probably wouldn't neglect oil money either. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm excited about this question then. Right, Tom. This yeah. week's question is. Mm-hmm. The ketchup bowl, that is Shea Adams, Mm. has firmly been shaken once again. He's now got four goals in his last two games for Southampton. But what I want to know is, how many goals did Shea Adams score for Birmingham in his final season in the Championship? Right, there we have it. That was our our lovely ad break there, Tom. And that gave you plenty of seconds to think about the answer to this week's question, which was... How many goals did Shea Adams score for Birmingham in his final season in the Championship? I don't know why the number 17 is coming to me, but that is not for that last season. That would be an entirety. So I reckon something like, uh, are we talking cup games and league? You don't know. It's not absolutely fine. I can see that on your eyes. Blank expression means that I just know the total. Uh, Is it nine? I think it's Championship goals. I'd say nine. That is incorrect. Oh, okay. You are you are some way off, Tom, as well. Really? Do you think Southampton would have paid fifteen million pounds? Was it fifteen or was it more? I think it was fifteen. Yeah. You paid fifteen million pounds for Shea Adams in the Championship based on nine goals. Uh, well, we bought Mister Gineppo, Uh for he didn't score that many. Uh, we signed Sekamara. We've only got like seven goals for Bordeaux last season. So, Ooh. mate, all right. How small is your ketchup bottle? Is it seventeen? No, it's way higher. Way higher in his last season. Yeah. 22 goals Shea Adams scored for Birmingham in his final season. Why do I feel like I don't believe you? <laughs> You've just made that number. Two little ducks. Well, I'm. that's incredible. And yeah. I hope he gets that this season. And he's four goals into possibly getting there. That was yeah. a good question, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Well, Tom, we do have a guest this week. Yes. Don't we? Uh, we're not a one-hit wonder. It's not just Dean Hammond that we can attract to We March On with Stephen Tom. We can get... Would you call him broadcasting royalty? I would. Is that I, a step too far? No, not at all. I, I love I love our next guest. I was about to reveal who it was, but we've already said it. Uh, I love Max. I think he's brilliant. Great yeah. listen on the weekend. Yeah, so we have this week Cambridge United fan, mm. um, talk sport presenter, Guardian columnist, uh, he also presents for Australian sports channel Stan Sport. Um, he joined us to have a little chat about the uh, Carabao Cup fixture and his life. So, uh, yeah, here it is. Here's Max Rushton. Thanks very much for having me. I'm very much looking forward to talking about how many times Mark Dennis was sent off in the 80s. Um, because uh, whenever I got Penny stickers under Mark Dennis, it would always say, you know, this is a hot-headed player. And... and I sort of net like football wasn't on that much on the TV, but I know that he was at Southampton and I got a lot of red cards. So I'd like to dedicate this show to Mark Dennis. I think that's beautiful. Uh, I think that's a great way to start, Max. Thank you so much. You have got that va-va-vum, that extra something uh, that we definitely wanted on the podcast today. However, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Uh, We don't have any Mark Dennis questions. I feel really bad now. We don't have any, do we, Steve? No, no, we we don't. Um, but look, I tell you what, we'll try and uh, yeah. slip one in mm-hmm. later on in the interview. So, um, right, th- this is what we wanted, Max. We wanted on this podcast to get someone who was the life and soul of Cambridge United. And I assume you, like many, thought it could be a giant killing when you saw Southampton FC. And we needed someone who was there at the game to soak up all the atmosphere and report back to us about it. Or at the very least, they 100% watched the match. However, we have neither uh, in you, do we, Max? Um, But we still want your thoughts. Uh, uh, What were your thoughts on the result? 
<laughs> okay, so so like I got up at I live in Australia now, so I, I got up at five in the morning on Monday to watch Manchester United Liverpool, which as a neutral I was very excited about that game. And you know I don't know if you work in football for as long as I do, you're not generally that excited about games as a neutral. And so I was del- I must admit I was absolutely delighted to find out that there was no way of watching this game in Australia because I didn't want to get out of bed at five in the morning for two nights running. Um, so I did, I did wake up at five. I had a, I have a six month old son. He, he doesn't conform to eight hours sleep a night. So I was awake. I checked. We were two nil down pretty early and I was like, okay, fair enough. Southampton to put our reasonable side. We're not taking this competition too seriously. We beat Newcastle last year in the FA Cup third round, which was frankly really, really great because I hate their new ownership. And so I'm, I'm delighted you won. I'm not bothered. I, I you know, I'm, I, I don't know even how Ralph, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in Ralph Hasenhutl's, um, you know, some, some days he's a, a sort of like a, a, you know, the, the father of the bride. And some days he's just like a man at a service station. I don't know even what he was wearing on this particular game, but like, well done to you. I like Che Adams. I'm sad you don't have Shane Long, but congratulations and good luck. I hope you win the whole thing. Oh yeah, so do we. I mean, if you haven't seen the highlights, um, I watched Southampton's own club highlights and saw that they completely dominated the game. And then I even went to the EFL YouTube page and one measly half chance for Cambridge. Um, So not really the enthralling performance that we were maybe expecting. Um, So I'm glad to hear that you're supporting Southampton to go all the way in the competition. Can I ask a quick question about one of your players who uh, jumps out to me because of the name? Uh, Ironside. Uh, great name. Sounds like uh, some sort of detective. Well, I mean, he has the same name as Ironside. So in that sense, yes, he does. He's, I mean, he's, he's, um, his movement is better than Ironside's, I would suggest. Um, but he is actually, he's been brilliant for us. And, and like when we, I don't know if Southampton fans care about this, they probably don't. We went up from League Two, and he was very much second fiddle to a guy called Paul Mullin, who then took the Ryan Reynolds money and went to Wrexham, even though we got promoted. And then last year, he was very much like our, our sort of pivot, our main pivot up top. And he's a good, no-nonsense centre-forward. Scored the winning goal at Newcastle. Um, he has fewer TV appearances than the detective Ironside, uh, but he, uh, he has probably contributed more to EFL football than the actor who played Ironside. Will you be boycotting the Disney Plus series Welcome to Wrexham then? Um, no. No, I won't be watching it, but I'm not boy I mean, I mean how do you define boycott? Like I, I like there are lots of things I don't watch, but but, but well you'll just downright cancel your Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> no. Do you know what I really want? There's a really good show apparently called like Murders in the Building or something, which is on Disney that I haven't seen. So I should I'm actually probably gonna more likely to get a Disney subscription, but not because of Wrexham's documentary about I find those football documentaries a bit tedious I must admit like I when you work in football you don't tend to watch documentaries about football I want to watch documentaries about literally any other thing on earth I want to watch detective shows and and whodunits and that's it and I don't want to watch football documentaries I can see the funny clips on Twitter and then pretend I've watched them for my broadcasting pursuits Well, let's get back to the topic at hand, as this is a Southampton-related podcast. Um, I listen to you on TalkSport, Max. It sometimes feels that there's maybe a negative view of Southampton sometimes. I was listening uh, to you at the weekend with Charlie Baker, and you said that the Southampton-Leicester fixture was the least standout (laughs) from those at the weekend. So I just wanted to know what your views on the club are and and where do you think we're going to end up this season? So I, what I said was, like... Of all the fixtures, it was the one that jumped on the page. It stayed on the page the most. And that is, and and I think in a way, it was more that was with respect to Crystal Palace, Burnley and West Brom, who always get given the, this game is boring. I actually predicted Southampton would finish 18th. And I, I'll, be, I'll be really clear about the way I predict the Premier League. On the Guardian Football Weekly podcast, we do a Premier League preview. We haven't really thought about it. And then the week before the season, we go, shit, the season started. This this is early. And so then like five minutes before that pod, I write down the league table. So like this year, I had Southampton 18th. 
that before you get very angry with me, I had Aston Villa seventh and ninth, and I completely missed West Ham. So like, so 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 like, at least I included you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure you've had this conversation. I have no idea if Ralph Hasenhutl is brilliant or hopeless. I just don't know. I don't really know. And also, I kind of think, as a Cambridge fan, right, I love the fact that we might get promoted this year, we might get relegated. I don't know. Like, as a, I wonder what it's like to be a team who always finished 14th in the Premier League. Like, I don't know how often you have, like, an existential crisis and think, I don't know what the point of any of this is, right? Of course, we become nostalgic about Matt Letizia and wish his wish Twitter had never existed so you could still love Matt Letizier. You know, I know you could think about, you know, like glory moments at the Dell, like the tightness of the net at the Dell, but like in a current sense, I, I don't know. How do you, how do you both feel? Like, do you, do you have an existential crisis on a weekly basis? What's the, what's the point of you? I guess is the question. What I love about you, Max, is you have gone from being interviewed to now being the interviewer. You just, you yeah. just can't help yourself, can you? Can't help it. I feel much more comfortable in that position. What I'm going to do, Max, uh, is I'm going to message you. Because of the geography of this, you're in Australia, we are in Southampton recording okay. this. And due to the fact that th- this podcast, we don't want it be t- to be too long, we want it to flow nicely, I'm not going to uh, take the time to answer that question right now because we are professional and we have written some questions and um, and we're going to get through all of those questions because that's that's what you do if you're professional. Right. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, right. There's no freedom. You can't, there's no freedom to answer that existential question okay, what fine. i really liked about that bit was what what is the point of you tom what's yeah. the point of you <laughs> yeah all right okay it, it is a very good question uh, i will respond um we are we are very pessimistic as a bunch i think it's always sort of glass half empty uh, a good good example of that is even at the cambridge game uh, some poor guy ha- had a shirt on and on the back of it it uh, has the number 53 and it says ralph hampton no, that's nice and, that's uh, not, i, I that, respect that, that guy that poor lad has been taking some abuse on online on twitter saints fans sort of saying it's only three <laughs> games we've run in the row, one in a row you know just calm down but yes we are existential in our mindset we are always glass Half empty. Uh, you've hit the nail on the head with Saints fans. Quick question about talk sport, if I may, while I have you. Uh, can you please explain the game that you play uh, most weekends, if not all of them? Culverhouse. Uh, many people have listened for years. Uh, many don't understand the rules. I am, of course, referring to Steve and I here. Uh, can you please briefly explain for everyone? And the rules are on the website, and that's all I can say. Oh, I'm really disappointed in that because I've been listening for ages and I'm almost too embarrassed to, to tweet you and ask what the rules are because it's been going on for so long, but I just don't get it. Look, all I'll say is current England internationals have messaged me to ask me the rules of Culverhouse. Probably the most famous England footballer of all time, possibly, has direct messaged me to ask me the rules of Culverhouse. All I can say is the rules are on the website. I say the same to them. I say the same to you. I make no exceptions. It's that simple. Lovely stuff. Well, Max, just to finish things off, we thought of a, a quick fire game to play with you. Rushing with Rushton. So yeah, Tom and I will go back and forth with some questions. Uh, quickest answer possible. Here we go. Rushing with Rushton. Yep. Max, what's your favourite food? Uh, Italian. Favourite holiday destination? Italy. Favourite movie? If you say The Godfather, this would be brilliant. <laughs> uh, oh, no, of course. It's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. What's your chippy order? Um, oh, it's been a while. Can I go back 20 years to Hassan's kebab van in Oxford? Chips, cheese, donna meat, salad, burger sauce. Charlie Baker or Barry Glendening? Not an acceptable question. Would you rather slap a stool in Weatherspoons while watching Cambridge lose for all eternity <laughs> or be slapped with a stool repeatedly and watch Cambridge win every match? Oh, I'm slapping a stool every minute of the day. Max, you're famous for autobiography wars. What would the title of your autobiography be? Um, the uh, very banal <laughs> from moderately comfortable to still moderately comfortable not rags to riches story of 
quite a tedious middle-class man from central Cambridge. What is the best thing about Australia other than the weather? Do you know what? It's really nice. I was in the UK for two months, June, July. It's so nice to come back and get some cool weather. I'm, I'm shitting you not. It's really nice to just get some cold weather. Do you know what's really... It's all the cliches. The people are really lovely and there aren't that many of them. So it's just quite chilled out. Who is your favourite ever Southampton player? Whoa. Now that's a big question, isn't it? Um, so many to choose from. Um, very hard not to go for Tommy Widrington. Um, Egil Ostenstadt, of course, deserves a medal. Hassan Kashlul was big. Um, Dodd and Kenner, really hard to split them up. Um, uh, I love sh- more currently I love Shane Long I love how he ran and ran and never scored a goal ever yeah this is supposed to be a quick fire game I know I know but like it's a brilliant question and I really I want to but also love Ian Dowie because, but absolute hand on heart genuinely Francis Benali is a fucking hero bath or shower shower and this is a late entry from Tom, which I don't understand. Uh, tai Chi or Jiu Jitsu? Hmm. Um, well, I don't, I don't think I'm, I think I'm probably more a Tai Chi than Jiu Jitsu guy. I'm probably, but I, like, I'm not. On it. I was a blue belt in judo in the late eighties. If that's as, that's sort of, that's as far as my, um, martial arts abilities go. Yeah, I thought that would be a, a good way of having an existential crisis question there, you know, fight or flight, you know? So just I just thought that would be a good question. No, fine. I, no, I accept all the questions. I came here. I, I was here to answer the questions. I'll answer the questions that I'm asked, you know? And you have done so very well. Max Rushton, thank you so much for joining us this week on We March On with Stephen Tom. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I've had a really, I've, I've, do you know what? I've enjoyed it more. I wasn't, I didn't think I wouldn't enjoy it. But I've really enjoyed it. And actually to, to spend some time really thinking about Southampton players is not something I do generally. And it, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. What a lovely bloke Max is. And I love some of those old Saints players' names being plucked out of the air there. He, he, he looked like he enjoyed that interview. Yeah, he did. Uh, maybe slightly holds some of our questions with contempt. No. Um, how how dare I think that was a really fun interview. Yeah. Tai Chi or Jiu-Jitsu? I think it's mate. It's the uh, it's as we called it the rushing with Rushton. That's a great question. Yeah, because uh, I knew that he did judo, so I just thought we'd just throw it in there. Martial arts. Has he still Fair got enough. that anger in him in down under in Australia? And turns out he didn't. It's a shame that his his favourite food is Italian and his favourite country is Italy, but he chose to move to Australia. <laughs> mate, he's gutted about that. We should have asked him about that. Yeah. Uh, what a uh, bloke! And uh, yeah, next guest we will have if we're ever going to talk about a particular game, it's always helpful to have seen that game to then be able to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, some fan. Anyway, um, (laughs) our next game is against the mighty Manchester United, the resurgent Manchester United, fresh off of their 2-1 win. Quite a surprise 2-1 win over Liverpool at Old Trafford on Monday. They head to St Mary's in the 12.30 kickoff, nice and early. Um, We're both going to be there. Yes, we are. Uh, in working capacities for a uh, change. First time, I think, we've both been at St Mary's in a working capacity together in, in quite some time, maybe pre-pandemic. Yes, uh, I have uh, emailed those uh, in a position of power uh, to maybe make that happen a bit more often, uh, but they said no. So uh, basically, yes, it's exciting that we'll both be at the stadium at the same time working. Uh, I will be working for the beautiful uh, sportsbet.io in their box. So actually, I don't know, I want to be amongst the number. I know know that sounds awful, but I'm going to enjoy the free... padded seat. I will get you'll, you'll get a comfy seat for my, just behind that number. I you'll will be at be. the rear of the number. Okay. In a much nicer setting. Yes, I will be. And then it is all about um going along to open the new 
the state of the art i want to say uh, northern social where saints fans were able to go and hang out in the uh, the sports supporters bar yeah have you ever been to a box at st mary's have you had the ex- box experience um i haven't do you know where i have had box experience uh, watching southampton away at millwall uh, when uh, pella uh, scored and i think jack cork i think scored that night um in a cup game and mm. it was great i was with neil razor ruddock it was good fun Right, as you do. Sorry, mate. I just thought that. Yeah, let that I was. I was with. I was also, with Neil Ruddock. I was with any any fun stories from Neil. I feel this could this we could go on a little bit here because that is a that's a great anecdote. I think just waiting I, to be said. Hey, there's there's more to cut. There's always more from Neil Razor Ruddock. Also, comedians in that box because uh, off the curb, a big uh, comedy agency. Uh, the big boss is a Millwall fan. Rob Beckett was with me, and so was Paul McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> dropping name bombs everywhere. Yeah, and. Uh, Paul McCaffrey's a big Saints fan. It'd be great to get him on the, the pod at some point. Um, anyway, fascinating game. Uh, have been in a box. Uh, and I was glad that I was in the box because it's pretty rough down Millwall, isn't it? It then. certainly is. I've never been. So I don't no. know why I said certainly is. I can imagine it would be. Yeah, but I, but I feel like this game, Saints haven't beaten Man United since January uh, 2016. So we have to go way mm. back to get that win. But I feel confident that we could get a result, a draw at the very least, but I think they're there for the taking because Man United don't know who they are yet. They've no. got that win against Liverpool, but Southampton seems to be on a bit of a form at the moment. Yeah, I think that win against Liverpool was very much born out of anger and frustration at the start of the season. There was obviously those protests happening outside Old Trafford as well. That's not going to be happen out, happening outside St Mary's. So um, you would think that either Manchester United are on a bounce and mm. will continue to push on, or it could have been a flash-in-the-pan moment. They haven't got the home support there. They yeah. are going into a different atmosphere. They'll be playing, I presume, Casemiro, starting him in the midfield. How does he adapt to his first game in the Premier League? Which is great to see. Casemiro. Sent Real- off. Sent off. But what a player. Real Madrid. You'd call him a legend. Yeah. Five Champions League trophies under his belt, stepping out on the turf at St. Mary's in his first game for United. I think that'd be quite exciting. And if he's anything like Leanco, uh, he will be absolutely buzzing to be there in the number uh, against Southampton. The mighty, mighty Southampton. I love this team. I support this team. I love these colours. I love this kit. Uh, Casemiro, you're wearing a Saints kit. Oh, sorry. We all love Southampton in Brazil. It was red. I thought it was the same. Uh, I don't know what accent that was. Um, So yeah, I think it'll it'll be really interesting to see how both teams approach it. I think that Southampton, given the right uh, shape and the, the way that they play um, counter-pressing football can really get at Man United. You've seen their frailties at the back, although I think that Harry Maguire will probably start on the bench again um, mm. and he'll go with Varane and Martinez at the back. Eric Ten Hag will because it works so well against Liverpool. They were excellent, but you, ju- you just don't know. I think it it's not necessarily a bad time to play United. I think it's more of a cautious time to play United. Mm. They have got this weird approach now to the last week of the transfer window all the targets they were chasing all summer seem to have gone out the window and they're just throwing money everywhere so it will be too early for any other new players to come in I think we will just see Casemiro and how much of an impact he'll make in the middle of the park but I think Southampton still have a chance yeah a very strong chance yeah um, to get a result Man United aren't fixed Southampton aren't fixed but what I would say is the fact that Southampton have gone a goal down. They've gone two goals down at St Mary's and they've come back into the game. We're not a complete 90-minute team yet. I think I've mentioned that before. I reckon in the tank we've got, minus the Cambridge game, in terms of Premier League, we've had a good 45 minutes Mm. matching us. So now can we make that 60-minute, 70-minute game to be dominant over another team? I don't think we're going to be dominant over United, but what I like is if, hey, United score... Say a Sancho goal goes in. All right, fair enough. Uh, we've st- we're still in this. I'm, I don't look at that Southampton team at the moment and think, oh no, if we go a goal down, that's it. There could be a fight on and I think there's going to be goals in the game and I think Southampton could take it because we feel like a team that is is more buoyant in terms of how the whole squad is playing. It's very much flip 180 because I feel in previous seasons or, or years gone by, Southampton were a team that started games great. They had a great 45 minutes and tended mm. to crumble towards the end of fixtures. This season, it feels like they start games quite slowly, grow into them and tend to have a, a very good 20 or 30 minutes at the end. Whereas United have gone the other way. They're a team that could go two goals down 
and come back, score three, get to, you know what I mean, draw win games from losing positions. In their games this season, they seem to start brightly for 10 or 15 minutes and then fade. Even against Liverpool, they started at that first half. They were impeccable. Mm. Went 2-0 up shortly into the second. And then Liverpool did grow into that game. And I think given another 10 or 15 minutes in the game, Liverpool could have snatched an equaliser. So I think that both teams have switched almost in how they do play through the 90 yeah. minutes of football. And that's what could be really interesting as well, is who starts better, but who will be growing into the game, keeping composure and finishing strongly. Because really, I think once tired legs, and I know we have five substitutions now, which probably do make a big difference. But once legs start to tire, Southampton have proved that they can sort of last yeah. in that final period of the game and really come back. We've seen it against Leeds. We saw it against Leicester. Yeah. Our can, second half seems to be better. Can they do that against United? Well, normally against top six teams uh, that come to St. Mary's in, in the last couple of years with Ralph, 18 matches. I feel like I'm plucking this at start out of, uh, out of the air. But in terms of 12 of those games, we've taken the lead uh, early or we really dominate in that, that opening uh, period. And I think if we don't get a goal, I think that tends to be how Ralph plays against the bigger teams is go for them. Mm. And uh, normally we get hit on the counter. But I, I am... I am confident that, that that Southampton can get a result out of this it's gonna be a good game it'll be a good game I can't wait to watch it I'll be over in the gantry watching uh, and you'll be on the opposite side of the stadium the boxes shoveling food in my face yeah <laughs> you have to let me know what that's like how yeah. how high it ranks up in comparison to the press box food or indeed other Do you stadiums. want a TikTok from it because that'll be on oh, our TikTok. Yes. Let's definitely get some social media content of the food in the box. Also, Franny Benali were there. And I will be mentioning about the fact you haven't finished his book. That'll be my first Do comment. You, reckon, you can take it and you can sign it. Uh, I'm not carrying that around. No, oh, thanks. Maybe we're going to get him on the pod. Don't worry about it. Uh, also, Nigel Adkins. That's interesting that we mentioned Dean Hammond earlier on because he played under Nigel. I'm. This is what I'm hoping to do. Have a program there. Get it signed by both of those legends. And then letting everybody follow us. On the socials, yeah. give them an opportunity to, really to drum up some interest in the podcast. Thank you. Bribing Fine. people, bribing the viewership, bribing the listenership. Yeah. You always wanted a Nigel Adkins signature and a Franny Benali one. Well, yeah. consider no that. No problem. A- we'll be sponsored by Qatari Sports in the next episode. We'll be bribing <laughs> people with uh, <laughs> with uh, mag- what they call programs signed. Um, yeah. yeah, love it. Love it. <laughs> Um, we should probably wrap things up. This yeah, would should. also be the, the part of the uh, podcast where we would read any comments out. We did have a lovely one last week from a uh, semi-regular listener. Mm. Um, we don't have any this week. Okay. Um, I've not really looked through our, our social media. We've been a bit slack, Tom, oh, I'd say. Don't tell media. me off while we're recording. It's a joint effort, isn't Thank it? You. It's a yeah. joint effort. You've been on holiday. I just haven't bothered. You're not angry. You're just disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you do want to get a comment into us, if you've got any suggestions, maybe for guests or maybe for topics for the future things you would like to hear, then do let us know across our social media at We March On Pod, or you can always send us an email if you'd like to be anonymous um, to We March On Pod at gmail.com. That's it. That is it. Right. Well, until the next time, which will be after Manchester United and after, I think, Chelsea. On Ooh, Tuesday, two beautiful. games to look forward to. God, we didn't even talk about Chelsea. No time. No don't, time. Don't, to talk, don't talk about the Chelsea. No one no, cares. No, but we'll be talking about the result in the next pod. That'll be out next week. So until then, play us out, Saints Brass. <laughs>